I'm invite some folks. So I'm gonna invite Kevin. I'm gonna invite uh, my brother. And if you want to, you can invite somebody, and we can all just make our picks and you know do what we do. Cool. All right. So we are live on Facebook, and so good morning world. Uh, we are not live yet though because we have to do our tags and bring our friends up to par. And so I just um, got a phone and is it sent to my email this login? All right, so I'm doing this case rather than waste a lot of time. It is go old fashioned. Bear with me, Jamar, uh, because I got a new phone and I haven't necessarily logged into Facebook on it. Gotcha. Actually, yeah. I have to re-enter it in, uh, in the thing anyway, so I'll be back. Okay. All right, so we're in there now. Uh, now I'm just, um, you know, doing the usual thing. So, good morning, everyone, for watching with us. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We are just in the process of doing our normal tags and copying folks. Um, so that's what's going on right now. Um, Jamar is getting appointed as well with some new technology. So bear with us. We got a lot to talk about this morning. I think it's really, really foul, Jamar. Um, what they're doing to that young lady. And it, it sucks so bad because she was just literally like at the top 
And now it's just like, you know, all the endorsements and everything in that nature, it's just all like taken away now. Guess that's why they say stay off the weed. <laughs> Remember Stephen A. Smith? Oh man. What do you always talk about the Dallas Cowboys? Stay off the weed. Yeah, this is one oh, of those boy. this is one of those cases, man. Unfortunately. I don't know which is one is worse. This or talking about Matthew Stafford. But um I was just watching him the other day on NFL Network, bro, and I was just like, man, I don't see what people are excited about. You and this slander. Well, I mean, it's it's true, man. The man sucks. I mean, he's he's, um, average at best. Wow. The best bet is um, having him run the ball uh, because anything else, man, I don't think it'll turn out so. That's messed up. Yeah, this is fact. This is absolutely fact. Um, <laughs> yes, Anthony, it is too early for this uh, Stafford hate. Good morning, Anthony. How are you? Oh, I mean, gosh. it's true. I mean, you know, like, this guy is terrible. Like, has he ever been named to a Pro Bowl, Jamar? Uh, I'll fact check that just for you. Exactly. Just for you. Fact Oh, this is phenomenal. He hasn't even been named to a Pro Bowl yet. But yeah, we're going crazy over this guy being an all-time top. No. All right. Uh, I just want to copy a few more people. And we are good to go. He's been the one Pro Bowl. You happy? He been the one? Yep. That makes sense. Well, um, that would probably mean that he's not all that. Um, I think it's my All right. Oh, what is going on? Yeah, I see, I see a frozen background on your end, but um, if you can't necessarily um, you know, view things, then it is what it is. Probably just have to do it the, the, the old fashioned way. What should be just talking? Okay, so Anthony, he was in 2011 as an alternate with no supporting cast ever. Don't sit there and say he didn't have a supporting cast. He's always had a supporting cast. He had Reggie Bush in the back. Right, Jamar? That's a supporting cast. Are you you serious right now? On top of that, his main supporting cast was Uh, Calvin Johnston. Look, one of the all-time great receivers. You know All what? he had to do was throw up the ball. 
Let's let's kill the slander this morning. We'll have a special a special segment on Matthew Stafford later on this summer, just for you, just just so I can look you a part of I I cannot wait, boy. That is going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be fun. I, I I love talking about Matthew Stafford. Wait, All wait right. till training camp comes around. We'll we'll have one. Just just yeah, absolutely, time. man. Uh, this will be on the early morning sports talk podcast as well as destination events, because. Uh, I don't I don't see what destination fantasy is. All right. All right. So hello and good morning, world. Welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast. We thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topic that has taken place in this past week and will be upcoming this week. Uh, it is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Today is July 3rd, 2021, and we have yet again seen an interesting week in the sports world. But we have seen the Phoenix Suns clinched their second NBA Finals berth in team history. We have saw uh, various things such as the sad events that occur with uh, Shikari Richardson and her being banned from the Tokyo Games going forward. Um, We have seen sexual assault allegations from, uh, you know, situation with Trevor Bauer, Jamar, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers star pitcher. Uh, We have seen uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, unfortunately. Some people might say it was a freak accident, but Jamar, I think this is something bigger than that. Uh, go down, an injury, uh, alongside uh, Trey Young looking healthy and just fine last week, and all of a sudden, he's out of the playoffs. So something appears to be going on under the rug here, um, and we'll talk about that shortly. And so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning. How are you, sir? All right, Jamar appears we have some technical issues. And so he'll be coming back in shortly. And so let's get right into it. Uh, Let's talk about the Suns Clippers and the fact that the Los Angeles Clippers um, they have uh, exited the playoffs, but we now have the Phoenix Suns CP3 going to his first NBA Finals. And so, with that being said, Jamar, provide the world with your thoughts on this series. Well, what just unravel everything, man. So. First and foremost, I, I, I want to give a shout out to Chris Paul for finally, finally getting to his first NBA final 16 years in the making. I mean, came in in 05 with the class of Darren Williams. At one point in time, it was a debate of who's the best point guard between Darren Williams and Chris Paul. Darren Williams mm-hmm. retired from the league four years ago, and yet Chris Paul is still out here making teams great and finally got to the NBA final. Shout out to Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as this series, I mean, I mean, we we've seen peaks and valleys. Uh, we we've seen you know greatness from both teams. We we've seen teams like push to the brink of elimination, and 
And we also seen, you know, that the healthiest team <laughs> is going to prevail. Um, you know, with Paul George, like shout shout out to Paul George because he, I feel like in in my in my opinion, he's definitely like got rid of the pandemic P uh, persona from last year. He redeemed himself. He actually balled out. He did. I feel like everything and he could everything that he you know possibly could to you know keep them around. Um, you know, without Kawhi Leonard, that is a tough job uh, for him to ask. Um, Reggie Jackson, I called him Mr. June because he came out and balled out. I don't know if you've seen the press conference after the game, but that man was crying in tears of joy just knowing that, like, basically that saved his career type deal. Like, right. he's going to get paid. Honestly, I hope he resigns with the Clippers because that was a perfect fit for him. Yep. Uh, the coaching staff with all the point guards that was on there between Chauncey Billis, even though he's gone now, but Ty Lue, like, like they got the best out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Terrence Mann, another guard that, you know, came out and did his thing. So I'm, I'm, I definitely want to give flowers to both teams here because it's like in this crazy playoffs that, that we've seen with, you know, numerous amount of injuries and, and basically unpredictable, like, circumstances that's going on here. And I know we'll talk about the injury part later, but just knowing that these guys are balling out. And as far as the the Suns, man, you know, De- Devin Booker, I know he had some some shooting slumps with that mask on and stuff. But, you know, when it, came, when it comes down to it, Devin Booker definitely steps up when the lights are the brightest. That man had a 40-point triple-double in this series. That man, uh, closeout game, came out to play. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has been nothing but an interior force this whole playoffs, including this series. Um, even with Zubac getting hurt, I mean, he was still, you know, doing his thing against uh, DeMarcus Cousins. He was still getting that double-double in. Um, and I don't know if you heard what, what he said about Chris Paul, but, I mean, that man basically has been, like, the best teammate for him in his whole career. Mm-hmm. I know his career is early, but that man probably just accelerated his growth tremendously exponentially in one season mm-hmm. and this dude the, the phoenix suns is probably the most complete team uh left in this uh in this field and even before this, the last series started it was probably the most complete team in the nba at that point so right. whoever they play in the finals i mean phoenix has a legitimate chance of getting it done so absolutely so shout out to to you know chris paul once again but that, that was a in my eyes, that was a, a phenomenal series. And then just one last thing, you know, Patrick Beverly <laughs> out here doing Patrick <laughs> Beverly things. I'm talking about he doesn't remind you of uh, the dude off of the Rim, uh, the villain comes to the basketball game <laughs> <laughs> with the gun in his bag. <laughs> That's oh, exactly who Patrick Beverly reminds you of, boy. Straight West Side. Man, I saw a perfect Photoshop with his face on that dude. <laughs> that, yeah man that's mr black air force one right there so oh so, yeah but other than that I, I enjoyed the series right um i think as we uh stated jamar uh very at the very beginning of the playoffs that the winner of the phoenix Sun, i don't know if you remember this brother but at the beginning of the playoffs we stated that the phoenix sun la lakers winner would be the yep team that will win the West. And that's what it turned out to. We, we saw strength in other teams, but 
we just felt that that would be the winner of this uh, Western Conference. And so it turned out to be that way. Um, Phoenix turned out to be the best team, quite frankly, not only because they were a great basketball team, not only because they very youthful, they can score the ball, they can defend. Um, and they got, you know, three very, very efficient ball players uh, with guys that play great roles, such as the Jay Crowder, such as the Malik Bridges, um, Cameron Payne, shout out to him for rejuvenating his career. He's another guy that could have basically been out of the league like um, our guy, um, you know, Reggie Jackson, but he rejuvenated his career. And I think he's up for a big payday as well because Cameron Payne is uh he nice with it. He real nice with it. And so seeing Cameron Payne hoop uh come you know back into fruition, that was great to see. Um Phoenix just really, let's say, had a phenomenal difference because in it they could rely on a big man. And I think that was one of the biggest differences in this series is um, from the aspect that DeAndre Aiden was on Phoenix and Zubak, he was out game six. Um, I don't know why he was out, how he was out, but somehow, some way he just didn't play. Um, I thought he was a vital piece to doing what he could to control DeAndre Aiden in the hole. And so um, seeing that occur, that was, um, you know, very unique on its end. Um, so when it came to Phoenix, uh, they did a phenomenal job of just being a great team. Um, passing the ball, hitting the open shots. Great plug-in players like Jay Crowder that come in, do their job, and this guy, wherever he wins or wherever he go, he wins. Um, people don't pay attention to that, but Guys like Jay Crowder are what you need to win a championship or to be a serious contender in being a contender to win a championship. And so this guy with Miami, great runs with Boston, uh, great runs in various places. And then you plug that in and now he's with Phoenix doing it yet again. So um, Money Williams, James Jones, these are brothers here, and um, they come in and change the whole culture of a team that we know um, has been a laughing mockery for many, many years in basketball, pretty much after Steve Nash left. Um, and to see them kind of just rejuvenate that whole program over there um, and turn it to, you know, now a serious team. Um, I think we thought, uh, Jamar, that uh, Phoenix would be a team that would be, all right, you know, a second round team, possibly, could be a first round exit, something like a New York Knicks type team. But we thought they would, you know, just out of nowhere be a tremendous revamp. And that'll be that. And But we ain't had no NBA Finals. And so, um, Seeing exactly what occurred there, that was just like a phenomenal thing. Uh, Phoenix, very bright future. Um, let's talk about the Clippers and my boy Patrick Beverly from out west. And so my boy Patrick Beverly, you know, he literally is just one of those west side cats. 
Uh, that's what he do. Uh, that's how he get out. And you know, when he when he when he when he when he ball like that, that's just how he ball. That's just that's just what he does. And so, Patrick Beverly just gonna be Patrick Beverly. What can I say? And so, you know, I'm glad he got his contract locked up. Um, at times, it can be embarrassing watching uh, Patrick Beverly and his antics because he just he does him and he slows the game down and he fights and he do a bunch of things. But that's him. And so um, the Clippers, they got a decision to face. They got a decision to face. And that decision is uh, really doesn't rely on them. It relies on what Kawhi Leonard wants to do. Because he is that future. He is their key. If he was healthy, I think the L.A. Clippers are the best team to win the championship. I was looking forward to a Clippers and Bucks finals. I was looking forward to that. Um, but won't happen. Um, probably because of health. And so um, Phoenix just balling out the entire playoffs. We figured, you know, if they could get past the Lakers, which they did, although the Lakers weren't healthy, although the Lakers were up 2-1 in this series. The Lakers were up 2-1 in this series, and I, I strongly feel that if the Lakers were healthy, they would have won a championship again this year. But AD was hurt, um, and he makes a world of a difference because the guy's a top five NBA talent when he's healthy. So didn't happen. Phoenix, you know, got what they got, got, you know, a lot of injuries and different things, first round, second round, and even the third round. And so here they are. And so, um, yeah, here we are with that. Shout out to CP3, first NBA Finals appearance. The one thing on his resume that is missing is NBA championship. If CP3 can get this NBA championship, there's nothing else we can say about it. Nothing else. It's sort of like a Kevin Garnett type of thing. All the accomplishments in the world, gold medals, all NBA teams, defensive teams, all-star game MVPs. The only one thing missing on his resume is the championship. And, uh, you know, if he can get that, then that really solidifies him and puts him, you know, just for me, in the top three point guards of all time. Um, that'd, be behind, that'd be behind Magic. And uh, number two for me, you know, could be between, you know, maybe a Jerry West or, uh, you know, John Stockton. These are guys I think of automatically that comes at the top of my head as point gods. And so uh, my boy Chris Paul is a point god. And so he balled out. And so shout out to the Clippers. Uh, things are, you know, bright for them if they can keep Kawhi. If not, things are them. So. That question remains to be sold. Uh, all right. So let's now progress with talking about the Bucks and the Hawks. So with the Bucks and the Hawks, um, unfortunately, our brother Giannis is now injured. And so yet again, we have another injury in the playoffs. Um, and that now boils down to Giannis, Chris Paul, LeBron, AD, Jamal Murray, Trey Young. I mean, that's 
six right there, but then let's not forget about James Harden, Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving played the Brooklyn Nets, even without James Harden, winning the championship, easy, easy. But the injury bug hit the Brooklyn Nets just as it has hit everyone this playoff. And so, unfortunately, we got a lot of injuries that has taken place. Um, and so, yeah, with the series, it's been a fun series. Game one was the best game. Milwaukee dominated game two. Uh, but it's like the problem with the Bucks, and this is what irritates them about me, is they do what they have to when they have to, but they don't. It's like a bunch of nice guys on a basketball team or a bunch of nice guys on a team that don't have a member mentality that's trying to kill you. These guys do what they have to do when it really, really matters, but it shouldn't even have to get to that point. That's my problem with the Bucks. It shouldn't even have to get to that point. Like, they should literally be blowing out teams, but their biggest problem is Chris Middleton. He's a roller coaster. He is, he, he, he's as volatile as the damn roller coaster that, you know, some people might be going to for six flags. Up and down, up and down, up and down. He's as volatile as your biggest stock out there, such as Tesla or such as Shake Shack. Up and down, up and down. That's the problem with Chris Middleton. And as a result, the Bucks go as he goes. Up and down, up and down, up and down. You don't know what you're going to get with this team. Um, tonight, they have a chance to close out the Hawks. Um, and I tell you what, Jamar, they better do so. Because guess what? If Trey Young literally is not playing, let's say, tomorrow or tonight, but then he comes back game seven, if it's a game seven, which I think it might be because Hotline are going to be rocking tonight. Um, then this, this, <laughs> it could, it could be very different. And so um, the, the others stepped up for uh, the Bucks in game five. The others will have to do the same tonight because um, I don't think Giannis or Trey Young is playing again tonight. Romy is Jamar. Giannis might not even be playing for the rest of the playoffs. And so, with that being said, like, it just takes all the buzz out of the playoffs. Um, Phoenix, go ahead win your championship because it's, it's if Chris Paul could just stay on the court or just even Devin Booker, he's the next best player in this playoff that's left. Um, because Trey Young ain't on the court. Giannis ain't on the court. So, here we are. Um, been a nice series. Bucks just too volatile for me. Not enough consistency. Um, sad to see. Um, they should have finished the. I feel like they should have just won game four. But the Hawks came out. They they pushed the pace, bro. They were fast. They they beat them to loose balls. Shout out to a low key guy that didn't get a lot of stats. But I saw when I watched the game, he changed the whole game. Jamar. Um, Cam Reddish, pushing the pace, defending like hell, uh, all in your face, uh, doing the small things, getting the ball up the court real quick, letting Bondanovic shoot, 
or uh, a lot of people are excited about that Herda kid. He really ain't all that. He uh, <laughs> a lot of it is the real truth. On that. John Collins is the real truth on that team. Jamar Clint Capella is the real truth on that team. Um, and so game four, they had a lot of people that stepped up. But those three guys outside of Trey Young are vitally important, as well as Mr. Lou Will, who has showed us that he's at this point of his career, even still a walking bucket. Even, you know, there's a reason why he's been sixth man of the year, Jamar. The, the man can score at will, like Lou Will. And so Lou will get his buckets. Y'all heard that? Lou will get his buckets. And so Lou Will is getting his buckets at all times, whenever he needs to. And that's big for the Hawks. And so as a result, I thought that the Bucks, bro, was closed the series out of six. But I'm changing. I think the Bucks will close the series out of seven now because I just see hot Atlanta being hot tonight. And I see Lou Will and those guys taking advantage of that home court, a wonderful home court they got. And so um, – I think it'll be a Bucks-Suns final starting Thursday. But um, I don't know if the Bucks can close them out tonight. Uh, Chris Middleton, those guys, they're just too damn volatile, too up and down. I believe this game and the rest of the games come down to, I guess, an unsung hero, a guy that we have forgotten that can actually, like, affect the game on the interior because he's been out on the current. Yep. Been out on the Too perimeter. Big. Too big. Shooting threes. If damn seven footer. But I get it though. Cause he has to do that when Giannis is playing. Cause you can't have two bigs in the paint. Right. But, but Giannis but is out now. Exactly. So insert Brooke Lopez, who people forget, like this man is a walking 20 and eight in his career, 20 and eight all-star appearance. Actually, a pretty over two blocks a game in, in his tenure with the Nets. Like, people forgot how good this man is. He he can score back to the basket. Wherever he, he goes, score. he wins. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Jay Crowder. Just like Jay Crowder. Wherever those two cats go, they win. Period. It has that feel. And so that was like the huge difference maker to me in the last game. I mean, honestly, I didn't expect the Bucs to even come out and do what they did last game. But I definitely didn't expect Brooke Lopez to come out and, and be that force. And, 33. Yeah. 33-point uh, triple-double almost. He was two two assists away from a triple-double. I'm like, oh, man, y'all thinking the that's, that's crazy mm-hmm. for him because he normally don't get that. But I guess the system that they run and the, the ball movement that they had they they that was a complete team game on both ends of the floor for them right and and yeah i i I get you you know they are definitely volatile you know inconsistent especially from the perimeter players uh chris middleton like i i I don't know which chris middleton is going to be going to be playing tonight probably the bum um drew holiday i mean you've been getting your buckets uh i I guess drew holiday might might play a little bit better since trey young's not on the court anymore but it comes down to Brooke Lopez for me. If Brooke Lopez can dominate the paint again, there's a pretty good strong chance that they win tonight. If, if they make adjustments like Nate McMillan is uh, known to do, then, you know, make him make it very difficult for him and Atlanta gets out on the break, then we will have a game seven. That's just what it is. Yeah. 
That that's exact and, and and that's key, man. You you broke it down very importantly here. Um, is when it comes and good morning, Deshaun. How you doing, brother? And yes, CP3 top three of all time for me, Jamar. We can talk about that later, but I got a good reason. Um, when it comes to Drew Holiday, this is another problem with him. I don't know. I was watching Deshaun and Jamar um, TNT, right? Post game. And Charles Barkley asked a wonderful question. He asked, why are you not aggressive all the time? And he said that he stated, man, you're right. People in Milwaukee, my brothers who both play in the NBA, uh, my wife, everybody said, why, like, why are you not being aggressive? And that was another key, bro, in game five. He was aggressive. He was the one that threw the first punch. And it seemed like, you know, when the Bucks, whoever they play against, bro, when they throw the first punch and they get the defense set, they tough to beat. They are. That's they all are. they gotta do. That's and, their formula. In in all seriousness, like if they just stop shooting all those threes and attack the basket, <laughs> I mean, it's a wrap. They're, look, bro, they it. would be they would beat Phoenix without Giannis if that, they that, did that. But that's all they have to they? do. Well, they no, that's exactly. That's that, that that's that coach Buzz system, like. Oh, oh, we haven't, uh, you know, hit our quota in the number of threes that that, that we that we need to shoot this game. So, so jack them up, and you know, when they miss, Atlanta was like, "Thank you, come down court." And they do their thing, catch That's right back. That's all Atlanta game. needs. That's all they need because they got walking buckets too. And it, and it's crazy because if they play inside out, they probably be more formidable right now. You get better looks from the outside, but if you just basically Drew Holiday, don't shoot any threes, don't shoot any mid ranges. Just attack the basket, play pick and roll basketball. Chris Middleton, get your mid range game on and attack the basket. I mean, Brooke Lopez is dominate down low, and then at that point, you got the shooters like you know uh, Cunnington and Middleton can hit them from behind the arc. Fours might actually start hitting some baskets, and then also Bobby Portis continue to be Bobby Portis, man. That, that's yes, all I. Yes, sir. Ask. Shout out to Bobby Portis. Yes. Once again, as we always point out on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, they generally go win championships. Or they at least make the championship the very next year. It, it always happens. I, I swear to God, like this is <laughs> this is not no this is this is absolutely real. And so Bobby Portis is yet another player to leave Chicago, leave the Bulls, and boom. NBA final, possibly. Wow, what a coincidence. And so, um, yeah, uh, when it comes to this series, and I want to uh, address Deshaun's comments really quickly, brother, because Deshaun has said a few things. Um, yeah, he's been solid on both ends. We are giving Drew Holiday credit, brother. We are. We know how vitally important he is. Um, if, 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 if Drew Holiday, bro, and look, this might sound crazy. Mm-hmm. If Drew Holiday was more consistent on the defensive end, he'd be the modern day glove. Or some people might still view him as the modern day glove. Because the brother I mean, can defend. He can. He can. And it's crazy because with his whole career, when he was in Philly, I I I didn't I thought he was trash to me in Philly. Really? I thought he was decent. I think he I, was a better I, in Philly than he was right now. I think his I think his uh um his height of his career was New Orleans though. 
when they made that run with Anthony Davis that one year, I think mm-hmm. it put the world on notice of how good of a two-way player he is, how great of a defender he is. Because if I'm not mistaken, he was giving Damon them fits in that playoff series. Right, right, right. But I, I was put on notice, man, when we, in 2011, with the Bulls, when D. Rose got injured and Drew Holiday mm-hmm. was a young whippersnapper and him and Iguodala. Remember him and Iguodala? They, they I mean, beat us that series. That's because we was Rose or bust that year. I know, but I still got put on notice. Like, okay, who is this Drew Holiday kid? I'm not saying he's the greatest, but I, I'm like, I knew his name at that point. I I, I get you, but yeah. yeah. But but yeah, no. I I mean, Drew Holiday, like like you were saying, like whoever was saying, if he was just more aggressive. <laughs> like a lot of these like extended games wouldn't even be happening right now. We wouldn't even be going. We, it wouldn't even. It's like we'd be in the NBA Finals already. Mm-hmm. If that man was more aggressive. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said we y'all because he's a Bucks fan. Um, and so good morning, Frank Naxis. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to be NBA champions guaranteed. They and Suns have won, beating the right teams to gain Finals confidence. But Bucks have an edge on the size because of Giannis. I agree, Frank, but that depends if Giannis comes back. If Giannis comes back, yes, I agree with you. I think me and Jamar agree with you. If Giannis comes back even 80 to 90%, the Bucs will win the championship. But it depends on his health. And so if he's not available, though, I mean, the Bucs are going to get ran out the gym. They're going to get ran out the gym. Because uh, Phoenix, they can score just at will at bay. And um, the Clippers, man, I mean, even at points in the series, the Clippers were kind of locking up Devin Booker, giving them fits. Pat Beverly was giving them fits for real. Yeah. Uh, they were putting, uh, you know, uh, what's the kid, Terrence Mann on them. He was doing a good job defensively. And Markeith Morris was doing a good job defensively on him. So he, like, was scoring a, tw- a quiet 25. A quiet 25, Jamar. But he was getting a lot of that from the free throw line, you know? Uh, but yeah, he was still... It- you know, his, a lot his, of yeah, his shooting percentage was trash for a few for right. a uh, few games. And imagine right. if Kawhi was there, it would have been a, <laughs> even worse. Yeah, man, but injury injuries this whole playoffs. Uh yeah. so all right, uh let's talk about that NBA injury bug. And so with this NBA injury bug, Jamar, um you have stated that you agree. With Stephen A. Smith, guys like that, and disagree with LeBron about, you know, the fact that these injuries from this playoff really is a remnant from not having enough time off in the offseason um, and not letting players' bodies heals. Uh, preferably, I look at, you know, when LeBron was talking, he was mostly talking about his guys. He was talking about AD and himself um, <laughs> and having that long run and things of that nature, and then having to go right back and play NBA season a month later. Um, and so, is this mostly a freak accidental thing? Or if this were a normal season, could these injuries have been avoided? Or are they just accidents that were just freak accidents? Which one? I mean, in my opinion, I mean, as I stated last week, I think that, you know, it just by nature, free accidents. That's just me. Even in a normal season, this this might have happened. Because the guys that's injured, a lot of them are just injury prone to begin with. And the other accidents is just accidents. 
I mean, let's look. Trey Young, he he steps on a uh, what he rolled his ankle on a referee. That could be prevented, really. Kawhi Leonard, uh, he load manages all the time and got some knee injury. Really? Yeah, I mean, but he had a long playoff run last year too. Okay, but that man's always load managing. I mean, I get that, but you know, go ahead and finish. I'm saying like if you know LeBron talking about his guys, LeBron could definitely talk about himself. I mean, I, I get that, but his was a <laughs> accident. Let's see, uh, Solomon Hill diving for the ball and just having to roll his ankle. Like that just it just happens. Anthony Davis, let's not get started on Anthony Davis. That man is clearly Mr. Glass, always hurt. Has that man ever played a full 82 games? I, I I'm serious. I, that's a serious question. I mean, no, he hasn't, but go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man, like the Giannis one, I mean, he just came down hard on his, on his leg. I mean, that happens to people. I mean, are we, are we going to say like the Paul George leg break was, was a freak act, wasn't a free accident either? Like, I, I'm just saying, like some, some of these accidents are freaks, but a lot of them is more so these guys are just injury prone. That's just what it is. Right. It just happened. They all happened at the same time. It just happened to be a lot of his stars, and and people want to be up in fist and they want to point to the short schedule. But in reality, I mean, what I'm saying is just what it is. But I mean, right. go ahead, point to the short schedule. I mean, I get it. I mean, but these guys are professional athletes, so I ain't trying to hear that. It's just free accidents. No, it's not. Uh, it might be a it might be a mixture of both. But Jamar, come on, bro. This is clearly because this is a shortened season. They haven't given these guys enough rest. Like, guys, even if they know it's like, okay, the bubble, or they know it's the break between the bubble because the season's been canceled due to the coronavirus, guys go living a life, Jamar, as if the season's over. They don't really go training seriously as if it was a normal offseason. They don't. Let's be real here. Guys will go party or do whatever they do in their own home or whatever, not get sleep, blah, 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 um, not work out and do those little Pilates things or whatever they got to do to get their legs ready for the season. They won't do it as seriously. And then if you got to do it and you having a long playoff run like these guys starting the NBA playoffs in, what, August, September, a lot of the guys' season maybe end in October, these guys – it's, 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 it's a lot on the body, man. It really is. And don't get me wrong, you know, I don't know what's going on with Trey Young. What's, that he's not a freak accident, but then again, he's not really the example of LeBron because he didn't have a long playoff run last year. But when it comes to these other guys, Giannis, pretty long playoff run last year. Oh, um, no. Yes, no, no, he no. did. No, no, no. He I was in the second round. That's that not a long one. Literally, that's, he was out in five. September. That was still late September, though, when he was out, or early September. Early September. Okay, he's out early September, right from the playoffs. But then you're telling me he got to start the season in what? Our, December. Our, so, okay. And then our, you start preseason games. You start the normal camps and all that. What in uh, 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 November, like October, and, and we're gonna ignore the four month hiatus where everybody was off. I ain't trying to hit it. I understand that, but as stated, even with the hiatus, they are not going to take it as serious because they thinking that the season's probably over. 
They're like, okay, the season's over. Uh, we probably won't be even going back. The, the rumors were the whole bubble, or prior to the bubble, that certain teams weren't even going to play. Um, and it was only going to be a tournament of a few teams that were, you know, basically for the playoffs. Um, and that they wasn't even going to be a play-in tournament. These were all, it was so many rumors and things going on at that time. And so I, I, I'm just at the mindset, brothers, who I think um, a lot of this has a lot to do with last year. Um, LeBron and AD, we know for sure. Abigail, look, I'm busy, all right? Uh, LeBron and AD for sure. Um, let's see, Giannis, uh, 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 James Harden. He was at what in the second round last year. Kyrie Irving, yeah, he's fragile. Um, AD, yeah, he's fragile. Who else was hurt? Trey Young hurt this playoffs. Um, I didn't even know that Zubak was going to be out. This is how quiet it was, Jamar. He was fine game five, and boom, out of the blue night of the sky, Zubak's not <laughs> playing game six. Like, what the hell is this? Like, he's vital to the team. He was the guy that's supposed to stick DeAndre eight. But he's not in there no more. Okay, this is easy cake now for DeAndre Eight. But although Chris Paul was the closeout man in game six of that game, but, like, man, like, who else? Who else? I'm, I'm not even thinking of that's been hurt this playoffs. Um, it's bad when Damian Lillard is even hurt. Uh, he was even – was he – did he even miss – I think he missed a game. Um, Jamal Murray, like, him, he, him, like him being out literally. If he was healthy, Jamar, that's probably my pick for the West. The Denver Nuggets, if he's healthy, but no, Jamal Murray's out too. Um, was his was his injury a freak a freak accident? No. Um, I think Jamar, if this is a normal NBA season, Giannis with his health finds a way to get back. Jamal Murray finds a way to get back. AD, somehow, someway, I think if this is a normal season, <laughs> especially with him, hell yeah, bro. If he was healthy, I think he finds a way to get back and play and at least be on the court. Um, and, and who knows what could happen if AD's just on the basketball court, how much he affects the whole game. And so it's sad to see, man. I believe that these injuries have a lot to do with the short NBA offseason. But the NBA didn't care, Jamar, and they were focused on money, ads, sponsors, those relationships. They got to keep that going regardless. I mean, you said one of the points you said was, you know, they, they didn't know what was going on. So, you know, they weren't ready. But isn't your job as a professional athlete to, to be ready and stay ready? Isn't your job as a professional athlete ah, to take care bro, of your body? I, I totally agree. But even amongst that, people still lack off. Like I mean, but but people that's injury prone, let's just say, uh, for example, Anthony Davis. I feel like he don't do what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he's lackadaisical at times. I agree. He's um, and he can't for for him to be probably was chilling the whole offseason. Real probably. we're going to win it next year again, you know. Yep. And for somebody who is, like, labeled as fragile and made out of a house of glass to be doing that, he had, like, come on, bro. Come on. As good as you are and your Achilles heel is your availability because you can't stay on the court. Come on. That's probably why you ain't been to the playoffs as many times in your career as you have because you always hurt. Like, what are you doing? Like, at some point, it's, it's like, sad. It's sad because, yeah, they, they had the championship this year. If they just would have stayed healthy 
And and Brooklyn would have failed fragile. Clear lane for the Lakers. Clear I'm, lane I'm, for LeBron number five. I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, you may have some vital points, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's like onus is more so on these guys for probably not being in tip-top shape as they can be. And some guys just playing out injury prone and some of just just it just happens. Right, so, Road right, ankles so, are it just happens. I'm with you. So Jamar, we saying that this is just one odd year. Well, out of all the probabilities and <laughs> all the stuff we've uh, learned, that this is just that one R year to where all the stars, all the all stars, just yeah. pop up. It's, it, that, that's what you're saying, right? Yep. Exactly, which has. has a lot to do with the shortened season. No. Nope. Not going there. What? <laughs> all right. Whatever, I'm, I'm done trying to prove my point to you and everyone else. Um, I just, I feel that this shortened season had a lot to do with it, but it is what it is. We agree to this. All right, so, um, okay, so Victor Young, he's been coming. Um, they should if they're getting paid money. To, of course, I already know, man. Um, okay, Jamal Allen stated, these injuries don't matter, no asterisk. What are you talking about, Jamal Allen? I wish you'd come back on so we can uh, understand what you're talking about. Um, they are pro athletes. They have some of the best trainers in the world. They are in better shape than the average person. That I mean to tell me they get off, they got off wasn't enough. It's basketball. It's what they do. I understand. I understand. I, I really do, Victor, um, mm -hmm. that these guys are professional athletes. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, when your body's used to a certain regime, every off season and then you have this change you have this whirlwind curveball that's been thrown this probability that jamar just talked about then you will have this type of thing that occurs this don't happen every year give me the 99 nba playoffs give me the 98 nba playoffs give me the playoffs have we ever had these many injuries? Oh, wait, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm gonna say don't 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 compare the, the errors from, from back then to now because it's a whole different ball game of how people okay. Are so training. even let's get all right. We're not gonna go with the hard nose 90s. Let's just go with the 2000s. Let's go with 2011 to 2019. Have we ever had these many injuries in the playoffs? I'm waiting, Victor. The, uh, who else? The, Jamar, whoever. Have we? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I just know the guys that are typically injury prone are more likely to get injured, and a lot of the injury prone guys got injured. As you saw, Kyrie Irving. Sometimes James Harden gets injured. Anthony Davis. We we definitely know about him. So okay, but even Anthony Davis. Even Anthony Davis, bro, find a way to be healthy for the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard have he's, I mean, we were talking about how hard it is to win an NBA championship. Why the hell do you think these guys do what they do like Kawhi Leonard? Because they know the run that it takes and how grueling it is to win an NBA championship. How much work, how much time it takes, how much your body needs to be healthy. You're running but, up and down that court all day, every day. It ain't a all, all I'm saying, field like how like how it much, is a football. How much time are they actually really spending on, like you know, 
self-care in, in that regard. I mean, we know LeBron puts a million dollars into his body every year, and that man barely gets hurt. The only time he gets hurt is a rolled ankle. That happens to anybody at any given moment. I can go play pickup mm-hmm. basketball and roll my ankle right now. Right. So, but injuries like but Anthony LeBron Day- was, don't you bring up LeBron. LeBron what? is because LeBron was in the championship last year in the bubble. Okay. If anybody can complain, he definitely got the right to complain because okay. he didn't I'm get a break saying. at all. Okay. And I mean, I get that. And I'm saying his injury, it just could have happened to anybody, a road ankle. So I'm not, but outside of that, that man is always healthy, right? Because he takes yeah. care of his body. He puts a million dollars into his body every year. And that man is a brick wall. What is Anthony Davis doing? Because last time I checked, we, we just like, had a silhouette of his body and point out how many injuries he's had over his career. The whole thing be lit up like a Christmas tree. What is he doing? I mean, he played the same amount of games that LeBron did last year. So what is he doing? Because I feel like his injuries were a little bit more significant, a lot more significant. So what, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, we, we, know, we know about AD. Now, stop bringing up AD. I'm talking about the others. Uh-huh. What about LeBron and Ky- AD? Okay, okay, Kyrie Irving, same LeBron. deal. Like, Ky- Kyrie Irving, we put up a silhouette of him. He'd be little like a Christmas tree, too. Like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving? But Especially stated, in the lower man. body. Especially in the lower body. It's, it's always something with Kyrie Irving. Oh. Right. It, it is. But at the same time, I'm telling you, with the lower body, the lower body needs time to heal. I'm saying. So when he was in Boston, he missed out on the playoffs in the first year. I mean, they had a regular 82-game season. I mean, he just wasn't there for the playoffs. So what's up on that one? Whatever, man. <laughs> Because, I mean, for time and purposes, I, I can go on with just where I go. I, we we but, can, but we, we yeah. got some other important topics to talk about. All right. Um, Jamar <laughs> believes that it's not the case that these guys should take care. And I agree. But I believe that it's shortened off season, And, you know, possibly these guys not even thinking that a season would occur um, at the time it would occur in regards to the playoffs last year in the bubble and all these things. They didn't even think that stuff would occur. And then that does occur, and then they got a turnaround, and, and then they used to having a certain regime every summer, a certain amount of time, and it's just all flipped. Oh, all, all the body I know is will react. The I, body will react because it's not used to this. All, all. My last point is: all I know is these guys are professional athletes. They get paid millions of dollars to take care of their bodies and play a sport at the highest level. So I don't care what changes are made. It seemed like when it comes down to the end of the day, the guys that are usually hurt going to end up hurt, and they just so happen to all happen at the same time at the important time of the year. Right. Um, and so Anthony stated, MLB is having a problem, too. Maybe these guys aren't training as hard as they used to. When you bring that up, I just want to laugh, Anthony, because you make me think of Mike Trout. Now, I was just talking about Matthew Stafford. <laughs> but don't get me started with Mike Trout. These two L.A. bombs who get all this glory because they're in L.A. all of a sudden, um, and, and, and they're just celebrities or whatever the hell they are. Um, the new guy in uh, the L.A. Angels is Otani. It's no longer Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a bomb. He's been overrated, and he's a perfect example of white supremacy because they wanted him to be the face of baseball so bad, but now a Japanese guy's taking over American baseball, 
with um, a, a, a strong second of Mookie Betts, who always tends to win championships and be productive on the field in various ways. Um, and so when we talk about training as hard as they used to, bring up Mike Trout and all the money he gets for training as hard as he used to in his injury riddled self, who's always out every five minutes. Um, I don't know who's worse, him or um, the running back for the Carolina Panthers. What's his name again? <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Christian. You, you on one right now. You are on one. <laughs> oh, man. These athletes, buddy. I'm telling you, something you, else. <laughs> you are on one at this moment, my son. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! All Come right. on, uh, let's 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 get to the Olympics, man. <laughs> let's let's get to the Olympics. Um, you know, just bring it up. They just make me think of Mike Trout. Oh Lord! All right, so we unfortunately um have you know heard about the situation with uh, Shari Richardson um and her cannabis and marijuana you know issue, and so as a result, she's been banned from the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and there could be more to come from this, bro, as far as, like, further bans. And so um, just your thoughts on this situation, man, because it's a sad situation. She had the world in front of her. She really did. So what, what I did read this morning, so she's suspended for one month. So she cannot run the 100-meter race that, that we've, you know, how, how she came on the map. But she can do right. the relay race. She, she can participate in the relay. Okay. So what I will say is like, you know, yes, this, this sucks big time. Like I, 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 I get everybody. I, I get it. Like this, this sucks. Right. Because it's it, a big difference, bro. And the fame achieved, right. And we all sports folks between being a hundred meter, which is individual versus yep. a relay where it's collective. Right. Right. And it's like, dude, it, it's, it's a buzzkill. It's like somebody sucked the air out the room type deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I will, you know, I guess commend her for taking accountability on it because it's like at the end of the day, like, like I get what people are saying, like, you know, just let her race and maybe she get pardoned. I hope she does get pardoned, and, you know, somehow and they let her run, which I doubt. But it's like with the Olympics, that rule has always been there. So... It, regardless how people may feel about it, that rule has been there. It is what it is. So maybe the Olympics may need to change the rule mm-hmm. like everybody else is, you know, to this point. But, you know, the fact that she took accountability and even the fact that we get to see a run later still for for the relay is like, okay. I just, it, it sucks, man. Because <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to see her in that race. I, I know for a fact. Everybody mind, wanted to. I mean, that she's going to win that race. She she's going to win. She's going to get gold. Like that, I know that without a shadow of doubt. Like, right. So yeah. it, it, it's, it sucks, but the rules been there. Rules are the rules. She took accountability for it. Just move on and keep it moving and continue to have a great, like, Olympic career. That's, that's all. Exactly. So let's, let's focus on the positives, right? She's 21, yep. number one. Yep. So that means, world, that if she, you know, continues to stand the street, she's on, she'll be 25, which pretty young, right? And if possible, she well, can do, you know. She, she might be, I guess, actually, if they go back to the regular schedule, she'll be 24. Yeah, that's right. 24, good math. Um, and then additionally, 28, 
32. So she got a good three more Olympics um, where she can, you know, have a lot of achieved fame. She was the next Allison Felix. She was the next up, you know, she was the next girl up, right? Um, and so, you know, it sucks to see that this happens because that's just right, Jamar, a lot of additional revenue that could have been. Remember the opportunity costs? Like, this is yeah. a big opportunity cost loss for her, um, but it just got to get prolonged back. Uh, the positive is that she can at least do the relay race. Um, you know, it's sad to see what happened in her life, right, in regards to her finding out her mother passing. Right. But then, I, one thing I don't agree with, bro, is that she kind of used it, stating that that's the reason why she was smoking the different things. And that's true, but it's just a part of me is like, you got to realize what's at stake here. You know, realize that you, you're looking at the Olympics, you're looking at endorsements forever for the rest of your life. You're looking at right. um, a lot of revenue here that can come your way. Don't mess that up just, you know, to get, you know, stay off the weed. You know, like, don't be like the white folks, you know. You know how the white folks is. When they kids go to smoking, ah, let's get it legalized. Let's go to Springfield or Washington, D.C. Like, you know, uh, when the blacks are doing it, ah, let's arrest them all. You know, they're all animals, you know. Um, and then she goes and she jumps into the jungle with everybody. Um, as athletes, Jamar, especially these athletes that have this stature, and they even teach us this in high school, that you got to be different from the crowd. You have to be different from the crowd. You have to be the one that don't do what everybody else do. You have to be a trendsetter, a leader. You got to be somebody that is a role model. And from what I'm seeing right now, she's not the best role model. Um, I understand the situation with her family and different things, and I'm sorry to hear that, but it's just a bigger picture. And so hopefully uh, she grows from it, she learns, and uh, this hopefully won't be the last of what we hear from Shikari Richardson because – these moments can't make or break somebody. I mean, true. And I'm glad that Nike, you know, is sticking by her. She, she's she been with Nike, I think, since 2019. And, okay. you know, they support her through this. Wow, I guess, since she was 19? Mm. That means she was the bomb. To be yeah. with Nike at 19, running track? Yeah. Yeah, because she was dominating the LSU, too. Yep, she was. And so... Yeah. And then also just to point out, like like Anthony just said, uh, you know, Doris, look at all the endorsements that Mike that Phelps lost. I mean, Phelps, I mean, his his penalty was like more severe. It's just the timing of it. I mean, he was suspended for three months. He lost a couple of endorsements. Just right. the fact that it happened after the Olympics. That's that's why it's not as significant as this a month before his happened after. So right, right, right. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Um. Just speaking of Michael Phelps, guys, I was just thinking about him. It's like, man, all the medals he got, you know, like nobody ever talk about him, like how great he was. But um, he was, he was something. Monster. He was a you monster. Just, man. Dude, every time he was in the pool, you just knew he was gonna win. That's that's how yeah. great it was. Just like Usain Bolt. Every time you knew he was in his <laughs> in his uh uh competitions, you just knew he was gonna take first. Is Usain running again? No. Okay, he's done. Okay, he's done. He's nine for right. nine for gold medals in, in nine events. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And Michael Phelps, I don't think ever lost either. Um, so these two cats, man, um, perfect examples. And so Kari, come back stronger, come back, you know, wiser, um, stay off the weed and, you know, don't let that hold you back. Cause, um, you know, sometimes being friends with the wrong people ain't good for you. 
Um, and so Victor Young stated, although legal in most places as a runner, your top goal is to win the Olympics. So for you to smoke, knowing this against the rules is crazy. I wouldn't risk it. I feel you, bro. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, man, because y'all know, man, y'all know they get a lot of money from the endorsement. We talking about big, I mean, Simone Biles. I mean, that that's how. So filthy rich because of endorsements. Look at that's how the they make their money. She's all over television, right. I mean, you don't get paid a salary to go to the Olympics. You got to get them off endorsements. Yep, that's that's the that right. That's yeah, that's your food. And so, like, I mean, it's sad, man. But and she was on Good Morning America. She came right on. I was glad she owned up to everything. She was on television yeah. yesterday morning and stuff. So she owned up to it. I think that's what did it. I think that's why she kept her Nike endorsement. I mean, she just, she didn't make any excuses. She just took accountability for it and kept it moving. I think that's why she's still beloved right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just come back stronger, come back wiser. Um, it happens. Um, all right. Let's talk about this new NCAA rule opening the door for college athletes. They're waiting on this. Funny. Yes. And so, Jamar, you agree with this rule. Um, is it long overdue? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with it. <laughs> NCAA, please take this big L. You are the donkey of the year, donkey of the of my lifetime. Like, how dare you try to make? I get mad at athletes trying to make a money off their name, and you using it to fund everything that's in your school. Like, come on! I'm man. telling you, right. And so I, I am so happy for these guys. As soon as that ruling went down, like you, you seen athletes right away, right away you know, start signing endorsement deals. Like, let's see, Hersey Miller, Masterpiece, son, he signed a $2 million deal already. Two mil. Huh? Two mil. You got the mm. Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, he signed something. You got, uh, for those that watched Last Chance U, the, the last basketball one with uh, Deshaun Hyler off of there, he signed a deal. Deshaun Hyler, yeah, he's a baller, yeah. He is. And, and so just, like, it, it's crazy because – some, for the people that don't know, like when you, when you are on scholarship, you can't get a job. You can't right. do so. So they just give you this stipend and you just have to live with it. And, and a lot of times that's, that stipend is, is crap. Like you, it ain't nothing. It, it's nothing at all. So, so basically you just, you know, basically become, I ain't gonna say a slave there, but you are obligated to do, you know, what needs to be done for the school and the team. And really can't make anything off of it. Can't can't sell your own merchandise. Can't do nothing until this ruling happens. So now, just do just imagine other players that I've seen in my lifetime in college that would have made a bag. Reggie Bush is the top of my list. Reggie Bush was Reggie phenomenal. Bush. And you know who would have been right after him? Who you got? Johnny Manziel. That that was I literally have his name second on my list that I made this morning. I'm sure you do. Johnny, he would have made Johnny, a bag. Like just doing this, Johnny football. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tim Tebow would have made a bag. Tim Zion, Tebow. Zion Williamson would have made a bag that that one year. He was an internet sensation before he came to. Uh, Trevor Duke. Lawrence. Yes, Trevor well, Lawrence like, would have made it. Sunshine Je from from Remember the Titans. Exactly, JJ Reddick would have made a bag back in the day. Diana Taurasi would have made a bag back in the day. Deion mm -hmm. Sanders. We can go on and on and on. Deion Sanders, a big one. Yes, Deion Sanders. Charles Woodson would have made a bag. It, dude, Charles Woodson. Yep. Ooh, just it goes on and on, and I'm so happy for all these student athletes. Like so. Man, because a lot of them is not going to be as successful in the pros than they are in college. So this fact, 
Basically, so live your best life. While they can now, live right? your best life right now. Mm-hmm. NCAA like, don't get theirs regardless. Why are you holding them back? Like, exactly. So how dare they be mad? How, how dare right. they be mad about this? And, and you know, the only reason why this came about, Jamar, let's just put two and two together. Victor Anthony, who was over here. The only reason why the NCAA did this, and, and I'll tell you about these greedy folks, man, these businesses. Um, they noticed that a lot of the athletes started going to HBCU. Okay. They like, crap, we got top football players now going to Jackson State. We got top football players now going to Alcorn State. Oh, snaps. We got top NBA talents that are going to HBCUs or they're doing another medal of all and going overseas or the G League, right? They're going to the G League and they'll make money there rather than playing or being some dumb robot at a college, at a Duke, with the same coach who get them same top talents every year, John Calipari, Bill Self, you know, uh, Mike Trzeski, same guys get the same top guys every year and they just are all robots, right? And you see this new generation, this new wave that's saying, man, bunk that. I'm going to go to the G League. I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to get my money, and I'm going to get paid for my talents right now. And I'm, like, just loving it. And so as a result, how does business work? When somebody in your competition do something, you generally respond. It's a response. The NCAA is just mm-hmm. doing another response because they realize, crap, we're losing out on money now. And we will lose out on money if we don't allow these guys to come to our school. Boom. That's their response. And that's their clap back. And I don't like it. At, I mean, I like it, but it's just like you see, you read in between the lines. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and there's a couple of things I want to point out that I feel like that that's significant and crazy. And so for the states of and I heard this yesterday and it dawned on me. It's, it's a great point. The colleges in Florida. Texas, uh, Oregon, it was another one. No state income taxes. So they're going to get every penny on whatever they make in those colleges in those states. That's that's the one point. Two, I feel like this stemmed from, like, what really, like, pushed the agenda on this (laughs) was your boy (laughs) LeVar Ball and that league that he started and what the G League is doing right now Mm -hmm. for, for, like, you know what? You know, the NCAA ain't gonna pay you. The college ain't gonna pay you. Come over here to, to, to the G League. We'll we'll get you squared away. And so right. it, it reminds you literally of it reminds you literally of Shug Knight at the hip hop awards. You want somebody all in your videos, you want somebody all in your face. Come to death row. This is exactly what this is. This is a Shug Knight moment, man. It is. Uh, Victor, thank you. He said, uh, Minnesota, Nevada, those states too. And it, it's basically just endor- endorsements, like whatever endorsements mm-hmm. that these kids can get. Yeah. School's not paying them, just strictly endorsements. They sign an endorsement deal left and right. I mean, and the companies are very smart for doing so. So like with Bo Nix, it's more of a local endorsement in that area. And so that's just going to heighten the, you know, just, just give more revenue, more attention to that area. So yeah, I mean, this is smart. It's a win-win for, for local businesses, bigger businesses, and athletes. And there's a big, big-time fat L for the NCAA, and I, I, I love it. I, I, I mm-hmm. completely love it. And I know mm-hmm. 
when I was uh, listening to uh, First Take, they was like, well, what if, you know, it, you know, it might, you know, cause jealousy within the locker room, but that just goes back to knowing your place on the team. You, I mean, you right. already know the star player is going to, you know, get more attention, more shine, and have a more chance at the bigger level than the next, than the average role player. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. So, basically, as long as these athletes just stay focused on the 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 prize at hand, which is the football, and or the basketball hoop, yeah, or whatever it is, that the football ain't like. You know, the football, hopefully with these guys, right, don't become as hard to catch or as big. It's still, you know, right in your hands. And hopefully the hoop and the ball don't become as small, right? You know, you hot in basketball, the hoop is small. Like, hopefully that that's my one concern is that the, the heads don't get too big. But it was crazy because we were talking about this. And Jamar, last night I was watching my daughter like my hoop. With the kid who, um, I don't know if you ever saw like, like Mike too, um, but mm. he became like a, you know, superstar protege because it's magic sneakers and um, he received all endorsements and different things because his cousin was Hispanic and his dad was like, you know, we're going to let you go off to college. His, his dad wanted him to go. His dad used to be a former great player, but he was a streetball legend, like, you know, on the street, like a legend. Gotcha. Um, but turned out to be a normal guy later on in life. And everybody knew him as the son, as the streetball legends want to be, you know, or the former streetball legend son. And so he became like this great, you know, ball player endorsements and all that. And they kind of bashed the movie. Well, the movie was kind of bashing that. And I was just sitting there thinking like, wow, as of today, you know, this would like be a normal thing and it should be a normal thing. But this was way back in the early 2000s, you know? And so the mindset was different at that time than what it really should have been and what it should be now, what it is now. And so um, shout out to those players, man, because they do deserve it. They are the guys that's bringing in the revenue. And uh, these greedy NCAA places, you know, always trying to take advantage of uh, athletes. Um, It's it's wrong. It's wrong. And, And, you know, and then my last point is that I definitely want to mention. So with all this being said, so like Johnny Manziel tweeted, uh, can we give Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy back in his records? Can we give mm-hmm. the, the the Fab Five their 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 uh, stats and uh, accomplishments back? Their accolades, like can can we put that back in place? Since you know, you, you know the NCAA want to be you know judge, jury, and executioner back right. then, and they can't do nothing now. Like can can we like get all that stuff back? I mean, they taken away like we didn't see what happened, like like it didn't never existed. But in, in but in reality, we saw every bit of Reggie Bush greatness, Fab Five greatness, and everything else with it. I'm telling you, right? Those Giving their the stuff days. back. <laughs> Those were the days. What's up, Q? Good morning. Good morning. And um, you know, Victor, you know, Victor just stated real quick, Jamar. I'm a little bit on the fence. These guys probably should make something. But here's the thing. Can all universities pay the same amount to the players um, or will it matter in the end? Say, for instance, in Alabama, who's completely able to pay any and everybody, will a smaller school be able to pay so that will change college football? Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely depends. But with the endorsements and different things like that, that's, that's really my biggest concern here is, um, you know, what will be able to take place now outside. So I'm more focused on like the superstars, um, the big guys, 
that will be able to take advantage of just all the deals and different things and sell their memorabilia and sell their jerseys right. and things like that. Like remember Terrell Pryor when when he did it, like it was a big time issue. Now it's like right. he probably would have made a super bag off. Right. And, and those guys deserve it. I mean, they're on the field too, you know? And so um, shout out to letting go of the oppression of college athletes. And shout out to Northwestern as well, who you remember, Jamar, those athletes were one of the first ones um, at Northwestern kind of fighting for this. And so, um, you know, kind of cool to see these are brothers too um, from Northwestern that were fighting for this. And so uh, it's good to see um, progression made there. Because uh, it is complete oppression of athletes, really is. Um, all right, uh, let's end our segment today, brother. Uh, before we do our shout-outs and our final thoughts, the Cubs and Sox analysis. So the Cubs are losers of seven straight, second place down in <laughs> the division, um, only two games above 500. And the Sox, on the other hand, they're on a hot streak now. Um, although they were on a slump because they were on the road playing against a lot of really good teams. Uh, about the last month or so. Um, but they've, you know, been on a good, you know, pace lately. And so, um, Anthony, if you're here, maybe you can give us some insight as well. But, um, yeah, as far as the Cubs, I really don't know what to say, man. It just, um, maybe they are who we thought they were, or at least me. Um, it's only the halfway point of the season. And so, um, hopefully they keep things, you know, or get back to where they need to be. But we were hoping for a subway series, but it ain't looking good right now. And um, the Sox, they, they appear now to be running away with the division. And so hopefully they keep that up and then they'll get some of their guys back um, as the season goes on. So any thoughts on that, Jamar? Or why are you saying ooh? Because, yeah, I didn't – I didn't – I did not notice, like, you know, the Cubs is seven and a half games back. Yeah, it just happened. Like, that's what happens in baseball. Baseball. Blink of an eye. One day you're in it, next day. (laughs) And that's why, like, you know, you look up one day, you, 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 you in this place, and then the next day you in the World Series in baseball. It's just, it's a very volatile sport, man. It it is. I I just been focusing on the Sox. I I really didn't realize the Cubs did that slide. I mean, I will say this is only four teams with a, a plus at least a hundred point differential mm-hmm. in baseball, and our Sox is one of them. So, right. as long as the pitching can get together, man, because I because it, it'd be a lot of times where the White Sox will go up big, and then all of a sudden it'd be a tie game, and then at that point they they sometimes they still win, but sometimes they still lose, and they can just. Choke Man, a lot of that. games. They choke a lot of games from they pick. Like they so, could have easily have 55 wins right now. They got 49. They could at least have another six wins because of that. So it's like yep. potential is there and there's room for improvement. That's that's the scary part. We we have room for improvement, even though we are running away with the division right now. Room for improvement. Right. So, um, and on the other hand, with um, you know, just wanna, you know, shout out Anthony. Thank you, Donaldson, for that spark. Yeah, Josh Donaldson um, for the Minnesota Twins, calling out Giolito, the White Sox picture, calling out Ozzie Guillen, going back and forth with him. You know Ozzie Guillen, he is um, on um, Chicago Sports Network, TSN, you know, Mm -hmm. and he always, like, 
broadcast the Sox games along with another guy. And so, um, and Frank Thomas is on Fox. He's usually on the daytime baseball with A-Rod, those guys. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, you know, Donaldson, thank you for that spark because it has indeed been a spark in the uh, White Sox swept the Twins. And so, I didn't, uh, what, what did Donaldson say exactly? I, I didn't, I, I guess I, I don't, don't know. You know, brother, I don't know the exact comments. I just know they were very um, offending. Let's say that. And it was just like talking like bad, like he sucks almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, Diolito comes out and puts the clamps on him then, you know. And now Isaac again claps back and like, shut your mouth, Donaldson. And then he claps back because he did. <laughs> and so they just kind of going back and forth. And so, um, yeah, that's the scenario right now. And so shout out to the White Sox. Um, Cubs, you got to um, – Get it together and the White Sox definitely like we have been stating and we'll continue to keep an eye out on the Sox and the Cubs. Um, that the Sox need to add a veteran earn from that bullpen. Definitely. definitely. Oh, he, he called so, out Giuliano for uh sticky stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Mm. So oh yeah, um, that that would piss anybody off. Yep. Right. So yeah, um is what it is, but uh just any final thoughts or shout out, brothers? We are heading to the weekend. Well, it is the 4th of July weekend. So, you know, definitely be extra safe and careful out there. Um, you know, definitely enjoy. You know, a lot of people have three day weekends. I know I need it personally mm-hmm. for me. So, you know, just enjoy the time with family and friends. Uh, get some good barbecue in for me um, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, I think I might throw some on the grill Monday as well. Um, but nice. as far as um, Sunday, we're going to go to Six Flags and um, all the family's going to go there. So, only sucky part is that the flash pass don't work on the 4th of July. I'm like, Geez. wow. I know, right? And so, um, you know, I wanted to get on the Raging Bull like 10 times, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's like my favorite ride. So um, we got, you know, a few things planned, but more importantly, everybody stay safe. Um, it is getting warm. It's going to be 90 some out here today. Um, and so, you know, it's heating up, but everybody stay safe. You know, keep God first. Stay away the guns. Put all the guns down. The last thing we want to do is watch the news and hear about all these homicides and stuff. You know, everybody just go out there and have fun. Um, the world can't exist that way. We don't have to hate each other. We can build up each other, loving one another. Uh, that's what God intended. And truthfully, when we do that, I mean, life is a lot better for all of us anyway. And so why not? Right. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to everyone for joining us this weekend on the podcast. Appreciate the love. The likes are definitely increasing, um, at least for today. And it's definitely a good trend because we had a lot of likes for a good amount of time. We kind of went down a little bit last week, tomorrow, but now we're bouncing back. So um, that's a good thing. So everybody have a blessed weekend. Take care. Be safe. Enjoy your holiday. We appreciate the support uh, for the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast and peace and love. And don't forget to watch my brother's podcast, Destination Fantasy, uh, Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch it on Jamar Gilman's page or the Destination Fantasy podcast page. Peace and blessings, y'all. Peace out.